Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. Coming soon to theaters, podcasts, film reviews, and so much more. Available at tristanmiller.substack.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is Danny Ahrens. How are you, Danny? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm ready to pitch. I'm ready to go. Um, I haven't asked this question of a guest in a while, but what's the last movie you saw? Uh, so the last movie I saw was uh, a Tubi movie. Hell yeah. I uh, watched a certain movie called escapecation which is about okay. basically an airbnb some friends do an airbnb and turns out that the alexa of the house might be a little bit more sinister than he seems because his name is simon and guess what you gotta do what he says oh no that won't spoil anything <laughs> uh there's no way you can predict where this movie goes I highly recommend it. What was the first movie you remember seeing in the cinema? So I actually did research and I asked my parents this, all right? But um, I didn't get to ask more questions because my mom texted me. I just saw somebody get hit by a car, so I'm a little bit shaken right now. I don't know what happened there. Oh, my God. But, like, I have not heard back from her about it. (laughs) But, like, it was a She was like, first movie was The Page Master in theaters. Also, I just saw someone get hit with a car. And it's like, (laughs) oh, that's crazy. I know. I hope everyone's all right. I do too. I asked her. I asked, was the person all right? I asked, was she all right? But I don't, I, I'm doing a podcast right now. She can wait. So Page Master. My family always tells the story about the Page Master because it was the first movie I saw. It was at this like gated community, so very safe space. <laughs> I was taken by my brother. I was four. He was seven. And uh, I first movie. Also, probably not the best decision for first movie for a kid. You do it without the parents. Like, probably should have the parents there. Probably should have them in some capacity, even if it's a safe place. But it's the 90s, so who really cares? Page Master. Uh, Apparently, I make it like 30, 40 minutes into the movie. And then a uh, Frankenstein, uh, like a scary Mm -hmm. book, came up. And I was just like, nope. And I just walked out of the theater and walked all the way back to the house, like that we were renting. It all just the way immediately, back to the house. Yeah, on my own as a four-year-old, and like uh, my brother stayed. Brother did not leave the theater, like because <laughs> he was seven. 
he was so you're just like simply no i guess it's not a good look on either of us like because if i was scared something would happen i just ditched my brother that's so funny yeah just where's your brother then it's like oh I don't yeah know. he's back in the thing i don't know he's, he's, i just got out of there and him like you just saw your sibling leave the theater and you're like uh the movie's not uh, over. But I paid five dollars. I need to see the movie. Someone paid for this. I'm seven. Like, yeah, it's yeah. So I, funny. And it's cartoons. Yeah, but so that was my first movie. I did the research. Well, I appreciate the research being done. Um, you're the first and probably only person to do it. So that alone makes this a good. Episode. I'm aiming for the best guest slot. As oh. long as I don't get canceled during this, I feel like I'm aiming for it. <laughs> So far, you're doing well. So are you ready for the movie trivia portion? Let's go. So starting off, as always, what is movie? I thought a lot about this. I've thought Mm -hmm. a lot about this, being a fan of the show, thought a lot about this. I think the best description I can give, Mm -hmm. because this is the thing, if you ever make a movie or do editing, seeing moving pictures is not a movie. Like, that that is not a movie make. Point is, is that, once you do that as a project, it's a project, it's something you made, it's a piece of art that you made. What I think a movie is, mm-hmm. what a movie-going experience is, it's the opportunity to inhabit a vision outside of your own. I won't mm-hmm. even say it's a singular vision. It's often not. Often there's collaborators and it's a lot of different stuff. But both through the eyes, and I would say the third eye, the mind, the imagination... I think it allows an opportunity to see a vision that is not your own. And that is what I, like I would that say. A lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. The ability to inhabit someone else's vision is very good. I think so. I think that's very, or, very again, good. Again, I say a vision outside your own. Because again, mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. people make a movie and they're like, that's not my vision. That's not what I wanted. And it's like, but you gave a vision. Next question. What filmmaker should make the mess next Marvel movie? Oh, God. We were talking about David Lynch so much. I would love that. Marvel, David Lynch movie. (laughs) Just the idea of David Lynch going, so is he made of iron or what? Is he an iron man? I don't understand. Why would you use iron? (laughs) Use erasers. It's going to rust. I don't under... What? (laughs) I have a headache. You're telling me there's more than one universe? I don't think so, Buster. No, reality is set and firm. I've always said that with my movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, but I would say, honestly, it would be a waste to do David Lynch. Because I've, I've worked for Marvel. I worked on the sets. I was a PA. And like part of why I think these, these directors are not enjoying it. Sorry if I give a little inside info. is because mm. um, their animation department, like a large part of that animation department, you've seen those credits, are people who animate things before they're shot. Like, the, yeah. they shoot little stick figures and dummies doing different things. So, like, directors don't have to plan out shots anymore. They can just move a camera mm-hmm. within a 3D environment within their set and figure out, like, their cuts and their edits and how much they need to film before it's even filmed. Like, they just can just look at it and figure out, okay, we need this shot, we need this shot, and recreate this shot, and this and that. So, like, it takes away all the creativity and all the thoughts of metaphors. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes I'm like, maybe that would be wasted. I would love... I would love the heel turn. Like I would love, or not even heel turn, I guess reverse heel turn. I don't even know wrestling stuff. So that's not my forte point is, is Scorsese doing one just out of nowhere. Like he, like he was that just would be funny. doing it. So to up his offer, if 
Like he's just like, no, no, no. I love these movies. I freaking love these movies. I just like needed a higher price. <laughs> like they need to pay me more. And now, like, he's doing, like, the next phase of everything. He's the new Kevin Feige. I love these things. <laughs> I don't know his voice, but I love these things. And none that I would like to see more than Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese would be great. I think it'd be very funny as a whole, <laughs> again, a twist. Like, what a twist. Who would you? Who would I want? want? Honestly, it's kind of crazy that Kevin Smith hasn't done one. It's yeah. just kind of insane wild. that he hasn't, that they haven't been like, hey, you should just make a Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I think, though, I think um, having Andy Serkis step up into the directing chair Ooh. for one of the Marvel movies would be, be really fun. good. He's a very fine director, and he knows how to work with big budget stuff and digital stuff. I mean, stuff, you obviously. seen Venom 2? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he did do that. It wasn't an MCU, but I guess it was a Marvel movie. I haven't seen it. Venom 1 or 2. I was saying that kind of jokingly, but it is like, it's it's a... It's like it knows what it's going for. Like the mm-hmm. dude started out probably being a Peter Jackson super fan of like pre Lord of the Rings stuff before he got into Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. like it clearly shows, I think, in Carnage, it feels like a old school Peter Jackson, like just goofy for the sake of weird. Like, I don't know. Peter Jackson. I'll adore a Peter Jackson Marvel movie. Fascinating. Next question is What is my favorite movie? Oh gosh. I've this thought is about a true this test. Too. This is a true test because you say you're a listener of the show. I've told the my favorite movie on the on the program on air, so if um, you remember. Oh, I do remember. I or if you down. follow me on Letterboxd, uh, Woman Under the Influence. There you go. Very good. Ding ding ding. My guess Correct. though would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say second guess would be adaptation. Um, <laughs> a film I have never seen, but okay. You would adore it. Nicholas Cage at his finest. Would love it. Um, okay. Other movie that I was going to say was Step Brothers. I, would, I think like if you were what, if yes. you had the choice between Island movie, seeing Step Brothers or Woman Under the Influence, you've got to <laughs> go with the movie that airs thirty four times a day daily. Step Brothers. <laughs> you have not seen it. I've never seen it. Not once. That's literally the eleventh sin. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just haven't. I I don't know. Um, when it came out, uh, my I, my mother was deep into not liking Will Ferrell, and so she's like, "No, I'm not gonna take you to see that crap." Um, so yeah, Fair enough, I don't know. Enough. I just have never seen it. Um, um if you're gonna yeah. ask, uh, <laughs> uh, what um, movie makes you horniest? I I, I was gonna uh, note Step Brothers because I know that's a, a famous question of yours. <laughs> Um, the, but I, I don't know if I should spoil why now, cause you haven't seen it. Oh, is it because of the, uh, the, the Catherine Hahn makeout scene? Is it because of that? It is, is that... because of the sexually dominant Catherine Hahn yeah. energy. Just like super Yeah, yeah. No, as a Hahn. fan of, as a fan of Catherine Hahn, of course I've seen those scenes. The movie <laughs> itself, no, no. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest uh, thing you need. Um, what is the best cinema snack? I wrote it down, but I'm also worried that this might be a ploy of entrapment because I like the mm. best cinema snack was when I was like probably at my heaviest, like a couple hundred pounds mm. more. Um, and I was in Ohio uh, in the lawless country of America. And so sneaking things into the movie was a very common thing. So much so sure, that my yeah. theater had a, a police officer there to make sure you do not <laughs> sneak things into the theater. But... Right next to the theater was a Chipotle. 
So if you were bold enough, you could bring a Chipotle in the theater. And if you were especially obese, there's a special deal you could get where you would just go up to the counter and ask, how much does a cup of nacho cheese cost? Because they just give you a cup of it because they just assume, okay, you're just going to slurp this down. And then you can add some nacho cheese to your Chipotle burrito. But you can also have Chipotle chips with that nacho, which is what I would actually do. Just like <laughs> dip in those little lemony, lemony strips, lemony strippets, <laughs> the series of tasty <laughs> events. Um, very good. I would say Chipotle chips mm-hmm. with the nacho cheese, heaven, heaven in a Hell theater. yeah. That's so good. Finally, I'm going to ask you, of course, why is Austin Powers so sexy? Can I can I say one thing? I'm happy to answer that. Yeah. Listening to the show for a while now, I've noted that you've been looking at an off-ramp for this. Mm-hmm. There have been a few episodes, don't? You, I'll, I'll look up the receipts. My point mm-hmm. yeah, is, no, is I'm that... Listening. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. The question is, if I may offer, with all due mm. respect, feel free to reject this, but I think... Maybe a good question is, what about you makes him horny, baby? Because I will say this. I will say this about the man Austin Powers. Like, as much as it is fun to imagine this, I don't think Austin Powers has ever said the words, you don't make me horny, baby. Like, like, <laughs> so you're positing that, that the, the bigger question is, why is he so horny? Not why is he yeah, so Yeah, why sexy? is he horny for you? Like, why is he horny for you specifically? It's a, it's a nice moment to build up the the guest before before the thing. It's like you're finally, you're, you're able to express what what I what would Austin Powers find sexy about me? And maybe okay, I say fine, my confidence. sure, Danny, go for it. What would it be? Because I'm shagadelic, baby, and like more importantly, I'm very gur. I'm very gur. True. Um, true, true. No, no, I I, I think it's uh you know. Um, very soft to hold at night. I am again shagadelic, very gur, and uh, I, I mean, what wouldn't make Austin Powers horny is a really good question too. <laughs> what wouldn't make him horny is a a is a good question. You don't make me horny, baby. Oh, no, I don't like that. It, it, it does. It doesn't roll off the tongue right. Immediately, you're like, "There's mm. no way." Like there's he wouldn't say that. <laughs> there's no way you would say that. So how does he find you horny? Mm, that's an interesting question. I think that's quite good. I think that's. I want to hear your answer too. Oh, what would, I, what would I, make Austin Powers say you make me horny, baby? The fact that I could probably mimic him back to him is would oh my be my gosh, guess. That's the biggest thing. Because the man's self-obsessed. <laughs> if he could make love to himself, I think that would yeah. be the peak. <laughs> I think that's probably would be it. And he'd give a wink to the camera, like, let's take a yeah. little moment in private. And then wink, and then it cuts to like Dr. Evil. <laughs> you know, like, just... Oh no. Yeah. That's very funny. That's a very good. Right. I'm just saying, if you're looking for an off ramp. Yeah. I think it's a booster. I feel confident. now. <laughs> I feel like Austin Byers just told me I'm sexy baby. And like, that's the best. Like, and now I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to pitch. I'm ready to get this show on the road. Um, let's yeah. go with the word. Oh, okay. We're jumping to the word. Our word is... Assume. Assume. A-S-S-U-M-E. Assume. Okay. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this? I, I, I like that you offered the transfer a re-roll. Mm-hmm. 
Do you um, want to do a re-roll feel... and see which we prefer or, or what? I, I don't think this is no. bad though. No, I think this is fine. Um, I have a couple of notions where I could go with it immediately, but I want to hear what comes to your mind first. I mean, the thing, my mind goes to, of course, making an ass out of you and me, which is problematic yeah. for me at first. Cause I was like, okay, so is this like a Rob Schneider movie? Like where he becomes an ass or, or like something where someone magically gets turned into an ass. And it's mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know if I want to pitch a full movie to you about an ass that's speaking like, hey, how's it Oh, going? that kind of ass. Yeah, okay. like John Leguizamo. Or, or it could be like Liar Liar. That's very good. It could be a Jim Carrey vehicle of like, um, he assumes things it, and he becomes more and more of an asshole as the movie goes on. Um, if I may, my first notion was a Pinocchio prequel Oh. about that island where they all get turned into donkeys or whatever that scared me as a child. Everybody loves a prequel. Everybody loves a prequel. They famously have never had any issues, ever. <laughs> famously. Yeah, never ever been bad. And also what we've learned recently by all the Pinocchio movies that have come out, mm -hmm. uh, everybody loves this wooden dude everybody loves a wooden boy everybody everybody wants to go see those movies like everybody yeah. wants to go see them mm -hmm. so is this a body horror movie about children getting turned into donkeys like or what, what are, we, are we going with this are we going with just really quick because i'm trying to go with the idea that there's no bad ideas but we're throwing stuff at a board we can mm -hmm. flip it at any time yeah i think um i think we can combine both ideas I think it's about the man who starts the whatever island it is in um, Pinocchio, where everyone's... Okay, so we're doing like a Dr. Moreau sort of approach to Pinocchio. I think because you mentioned the idea about the guy like Liar Liar slowly turning into more of an asshole, right? And okay. I think you can take that idea and this prequel idea and fuse them together. Instead and of lying if... this time... The curse is based on just being a fucking dick. Yeah, and slowly, and then okay. throughout the throughout the film, he slowly becomes more and more of a donkey after he's like putting together this terrible island. And that's the thing you don't know when you watch Pinocchio is that the guy who's been there the longest is this old old donkey, played okay. by, of course, it's got to be Eddie Murphy, right? I, I was okay. You don't even start because I was going to say the only little. <laughs> Tristan, 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 our minds are melting, they're, they're sinking right now, because, like, the only flaw with We're this in the movie drift. is that in Pinocchio, the new donkey is a child. So uh -huh. my mind went to, like, okay, well, who's this older donkey that doesn't appear in Pinocchio? Like, where do they come from? Immediately, I was like, Eddie Murphy. It's a Shrek crossover connection movie, and we're creating the fairy tale verse in the way it was meant to be. Step aside, dark universe. Yeah, DreamWorks didn't dream big enough. It, their dream didn't work. And that's why we're coming in to fix it all. Shrek yeah, is now yeah. part of Pinocchio. Because they never <laughs> give an origin for, for Donkey. He's just a donkey. He's, he's just, just a donkey. donkey. We're in, he's just a donkey that talks. And he's in the fairy tale universe. And they never say like, oh, no, he was originally Eddie Murphy and he got turned into a donkey. But now we get to do that. And, oh, my gosh, people love, people love Live action remakes of cartoons. They love That's it. That's true. They love it. Adore it. Uh, people know. People know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, what was it? Animal Jungle? Jungle Book. Animal Jungle Animal was the jungle. biggest movie of all time. Animal <laughs> Jungle was the biggest movie of all time. So my yeah, point is, is that is that 
this one we actually get Eddie Murphy live action turns into Donkey by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and maybe I don't want to get to this yet. We don't have to talk about this yet, but maybe we get a live action Shrek. I like that idea. Um, I think we should focus on Cameron Diaz. No, <laughs> no, it's not part of this. It's, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Focus on just the the basic beats of the the movie because it's got to be about it's about a man's fault due to his own hubris, right? Of like trying yes. to. I would imagine what would be kind of fun because I, it's I I'm gonna look up Island in Pinocchio. I'm gonna put up Bad Island. Please do. And while I, while you're doing that, Pinocchio. I just want to note something that I know is in both of our minds. Mm. If there's a Shrek, it's post credits. It is a yes, that's thing. absolutely was my thought as well. Yeah, it's called Pleasure Island, by the way. That's not great for Island for Children. No, it's not. Um, yeah, okay, so Pleasure how do we Island? sidestep the Epstein of it all that we're talking about here? Yeah, you so beesh. maybe, maybe though, how we sidestep it is is that originally this is a no kids island. Yes. Yeah, it's just like a nice place for adults or some or like a resort. It's a resort, maybe. Like that feels more like mm-hmm. a hidden valley sort of ranch um sort of thing where it's like it's a nice name for a nice place, adults only. And then part of why that like circus guy is the villain mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. he made it he included kids. And I think that's, that's great. Body. I think this is a place for recent divorcees and old singles. I agree. Um, I think what would be kind of fun would be if, uh, much like the David Fincher film Seven, we have each segment be a, from a from that pushes this guy towards becoming more and more of a donkey, be one of the seven deadly sins, and we have that. And then by the end of it, done. He's because for the initial one, it's got to be greed because he wants to build this empire, right? Mm-hmm. And he wants to build a, a resort where he's making a bunch of money. Wait, wait. Okay, mm. so now you're pitching something also too, because mm. we're not only connecting to Pinocchio to the Shrekiverse, we're connecting, we're connecting Pinocchio to the Fincherverse with Seven, mm. because you know what this is also? It's a backdoor sequel. It's called Eight, because the eighth <laughs> sin is assuming. The eighth <laughs> sin is assuming. Title credit comes up. It just says. Cleanliness is the clo- is closest to godliness. It comes down. Everyone's like, "What does that mean?" And then we just and, see a stable boy sweeping up a, after an old old donkey, and you're like, "What is going on?" And we start at the end and then fill it in backwards. I feel like this is where my mind is. It might be going twist first, which isn't the way to do it. Eh. I also, if we're going down this route, and the, the end thing is making an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. Is Eddie Murphy the detective who, like, I'm making an ass out of you? And then maybe the serial killer turns himself into a butt, right? I see what you're like, saying. When- <laughs> or, but and he, but because it's it's like, oh, we didn't expect it to be two different types of asses. Like, that's the twist inside a twist. Okay. And, like, and then he turns the guy into, like, he turns Eddie Murphy into a donkey who's a detective the whole time. Serious, I- like, serious detective. Okay, so I think there's a couple of things that's happened here. I think um, I didn't expect there to be a serial killer or a detective. I just said much like the movie Seven. You said Seven. Like, yeah, oh, like okay. the movie assume, Seven. Just like taking okay. that. But also I like that idea of, okay, here's the thing. I think what should happen is this. Um, the final thing for this guy 
is like he i think throughout the entire time he's had a love interest or a wife or something that he's doing all of this for and she slowly is turning into a donkey because he's made a deal like satan or whatever right because it's pleasure island it's clearly satan in the in pinocchio and she's slowly turning into a donkey but from the ass end forward and he's he realizes he has to turn himself into a donkey head down like one of those um a pantomime horse you know those costumes and so at the end they have to fuse together in order to continue to live and that donkey again is the donkey we see from shrek i cannot stress this enough that he that donkey is a human centipede of people turning into animals of a husband who has let his wife die Mm -hmm. so that she could become his ass (laughs) yes and they become one they become one the two become one flesh yeah can I add this? If we're adding the seven vibe of it, because mm-hmm. I feel like that idea, as much as I love it, as much as we're doing it, as much as it's already in the works and concept art is being made by AI as we speak, I I just want to know, like, you did say the seven thing, so that, it feels like that has to be a punishment, so so is yeah. it that Eddie Murphy is committing the other deadly sins, and, no, he, no. and his wife keeps accusing him, like, oh, you're cheating on me, and he's like, no, you're just assuming. You're gonna make an ass out of you and me, like okay, every I like single that idea. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, you're just assuming I'm doing this." Like, but there's bodies here, there's, and you get okay. so much duct tape. You buy so much duct tape all the time. Why do you need so many chainsaws? Like, what is going on? And she, you're just assuming. Maybe I'm making you ice sculptures, and it gives a comedic element where Eddie Murphy can really have fun yeah. with that and really like, mm-hmm. uh, 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 like he's caught, but he but he gets himself out of it like a little scamp. I think that's good, and I think that, you know, um, the the thing is, I think the main thrust of it is that Eddie Murphy makes a deal with Satan to be set for life by or- opening this resort. And Satan says, cool. Played by Kevin Spacey. No. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I will not let you be frank. I'm so sorry. He will... <laughs> I will not let you be rank. I will not let you put him in my movie. I would rather have okay, okay. CGI Christopher okay. Plummer come in <laughs> and replace Kevin Spacey than have him in a movie. I'm sorry to know so firmly in an so, improv setting, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought, like, the, like, everybody can agree the guy deserves a comeback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. What about this? What about Peter Sidafilowitz doing his Kevin Spacey impression? Nah, let's How just about erase that. that. I don't know. Okay. Then we'll get canceled for that. It's gone. We'll off the what about that. Morgan Freeman? Because Morgan Freeman is both in Seven and also has played God. So that's kind of. Fun. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Okay. I like that a okay. lot. He's Satan now. Cool. I'm Satan. You better believe it. Um, I watch penguins. <laughs> so they come together and Satan goes, sweet. Bet. bet. I'm going to get you this crazy island that's going to be so successful. But for me. In order to do this, you gotta do one of the seven deadly sins. And each time, so each task that Eddie Murphy is doing is to get, you know, to complete his deal with Satan. And so his wife is kind of badgering him the whole time, doing what you're saying, the assuming thing. And that's his whole cover. But much like the what's in the box moment, the final thing is that you have to yes. let your wife get turned into a butt. To save yourself. It's very soft. And that's the final thing. What what now what sin does that go with? Assuming. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. It turns out 
that's what we're aiming for. That's the whole, that's the whole reason why we're having this discussion. <laughs> no, I know it's not. So that's why we're making this discussion. It's the eighth one. I was going to say, that's true. Yeah, I forgot you had said that. So he's like, okay, I'm done with all that. I'm done with all that. I'm done with all that. I did all seven of them. And Morgan Freeman just turns to him and goes, there's actually eight sins. And the eighth one is assuming. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. You haven't even addressed this element, which is beautiful, (laughs) which I didn't even consider, is that Eddie Murphy is not a person at this Pledger Island resort. He's not one of the widowers or, or like singles. He owns it. So now, like, yeah, his yeah. wife is like, why did mm-hmm. you Why did you start this pleasure resort for people who are all our age? And, and he's just, you're just assuming. <laughs> you're like, from the start, it's just like, you're assuming things about me. You're it's assuming just... that I just, because I want to be around a lot of recently widowed women all the time on a place called Pleasure Island, <laughs> something's going on. Yeah, honey, I realize how this looks bad. <laughs> Conflict from the beginning. And also, mm-hmm. other thing I love about it, is it gives him access as the villain to uh, uh, commit all these heinous crimes. The first yes, seven. Absolutely. To get to the, the sin of assumption. Yes, um, absolutely. I love that so much. I also love that our hero is definitely a serial killer. I don't think that's done in Hollywood nearly enough. No. And Eddie Murphy, who has more charm? You know? Yeah, who should the wife be played by? The wife. My gut, uh, if we're going for someone who has a range of emotions like and who suspects things and they might be wrong Mm -hmm. they have a lot of assumptions but Mm -hmm. there might be doubts i gotta say meryl Mm -hmm. streep gotta say she's the best at playing Mm -hmm. someone who assumes things but has doubts and she has so many doubts. that's true she said that on record. Yes, that's true. She famously is very doubtful. 100%. Giving a very, like, grounded Kramer versus Kramer-esque performance against Eddie Murphy going, Man, why you gotta... No, no, everything's fine. Yeah, what are you it's doing? fine. Come on. <laughs> I'm fine. Listen, I'm out past 3 a.m. every night for you. <laughs> for you. It's all for you. No explanation needed. No explanation needed. It's all for you. That's great. Is there anything that you want to fill out? Do you want to fill out the tasks? I feel like, I'll be honest with you, um, I have, let's see, 30% on my computer battery remaining because I can't plug it in because of where I am in my apartment. I will so, say, I think I think to our benefit, David mm-hmm. Fincher has done a lot of padding out for us. I think, I think if we're what? just repeating that's those true. That is very again, true. So we just copy them? He's done them? a lot of legwork for us. Yeah, he's done a lot of legwork for us <laughs> with this, which is great. <laughs> That's true. Fair point, fair point. Like seven eights of the plot, he's got it sorted. What if in the opening scene where Morgan Freeman is like, okay, these are the things you need to do for me in order to do it. And Eddie Murphy's like, bet, got you. And he hands him a box. And Eddie Murphy, of course, has to go, well, what's in the box? I'm not going to tell you. What's in the box? And then he opens the box and it's just a Blu-ray copy of Seven. (laughs) And he goes, well, watch that. Do everything that that guy does. (laughs) And then we can talk. So... That's that's huge because then we do that. That has to happen at the beginning of the movie. Like they made people assume yeah. wait till the end for that line. Like like we're I not know. gonna make you wait. We're not gonna make you wait. That's gonna happen early. It's a better movie that way. No one got time for that. Yeah, and, oh, that's and, so good. Okay, and then, so and then just... we have a montage of Eddie Murphy watching Seven and be like, okay, I'm gonna do that. And his wife was watching it with him. And so later when she uh-huh. like sees all these crimes happening, it's like. Hey, this seems like a lot of the movie we watched, like, last week. 
like literally seven days ago and every day there's been another one of these murders don't you think that's pretty crazy and he's like uh, what are you talking about yeah no it's normal it's so normal and fine can i say something too that like might save the whole thing yeah what's up so mm. if we're really trying to approach dreamworks with this I'm like, frankly, I think we can just take over their company after this pitch. Like, I think we can just get, we can James Gunn the whole thing. We pitched so hard, we just own it now, you know? So, like, my mm-hmm, thought, mm-hmm. we approach him, because we got to maintain the donkey character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if every victim of all of the seven murders is played by Eddie Murphy? That's so fucking funny. <laughs> so that at the end, at the end of the movie, it's revealed that no crimes are actually committed. And like the nutty uh-huh. professor is the glutton one. Like his stomach's burst open. Like it was, yeah. it was like, oh shit. Like yeah. it, it ties together those universes too. Cause he broke up from his wife and now he's the at this widower's island. Yeah. And like the clumps, all the clumps are there. And and, and they die from the, and, and it turns Meet out, Dave. oh, and then, and then that's a, that's the biggest part of the twist is that Meryl Streep has all this evidence at the end. And then Eddie Murphy's like, I'm actually Eddie Murphy. And I played all of those roles. And now you have to be my butt. Because <laughs> you, like, you made an ass out of you and me. And now Meryl Streep, you got to be my butt for at least four or five movies in an animated series. That's so fucking funny. Donkey. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Um... I think that's it. I think like I, I think I'm, that's it. I'm Who down. Do we to get to direct this thing. David Fincher. <laughs> Clearly, get yeah, David come Fincher. off Clearer and then go to. Like to me, it's David Fincher or Randy Newman. Like I feel like it's one of the two. <laughs> I don't think Randy's up for it. We got to figure out the post credits because I feel like oh. there's a post credits where like he's been turned into the donkey. And like the island is burning down or something or something's going or like just in the background, we see Pinocchio stepping out onto the island. And this is after it's been turned into a place for boys or whatever. Mm -hmm. The scandal is like and then Shrek pulls up on a ski do and he like raises his hand out to donkeys like, come with me. Or oh no, it can't be Shrek. It's got to be the cookie man. It's got to be gingerbread. He's got to be the one because you can't have the star. You can't have the star. You can't you can't bring Michael in for that cameo. Ay, ay, ay. I think we got a winner. I think we got it. I think we got it. Do you want to do a couple lightning rounds? Okay. So I'm going to say let's do two quick lightning round pitches because that way my computer doesn't die. We each get a word. We each do a different pitch that's very short for the word. For example, I'm going to do the word is absence. Mine would be about um, someone who is on the wait list for a heart transplant. And the only person who matches them is a long lost relative that they haven't seen in 20 years. And the tagline is it makes the heart grow fonder. I like that a lot. I really Mm -hmm. thought you were going to go with somebody who's going to get an ab transplant. But... (laughs) Like, uh, see this is up. why i do this there's like a a lot of d- diversity of thought when it comes to these sorts of things so what's yours uh, for mm-hmm. absence again 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 i think i just said it it would be okay it'd be cool. either that it'd be either that or um it'd be somebody dealing with the loss of their abs mm-hmm. because like 
either through like some sort of they were on a date and then they like they, they got like uh unfortunately drugged that's not like a fun storyline but like mm-hmm. then they woke up instead of like their kidney removed they had their abs removed that could be a nice drama can i tell you that's very, um it's funny as a concept thank you it's <laughs> i didn't mean it to be i meant it to be very scary and much more of a thriller but i appreciate your note yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, like the idea of like someone removing all. No, of their I know abs. what you're saying. No, you I know? know what you're saying. It's I, oh I, man, I was my six pack, <laughs> bro. Where to go? Oh, this sucks. But then if I was like uh, doing like a uh, early 2000s like Steve Carell comedy drama, it would mm-hmm. be like, oh, he used to be ripped, and but he hasn't had abs since 2000, mm-hmm. and now so it'd he's be torn. Like, he, he's fighting. It. You know who's actually? I said Steve Carell, the person mm-hmm. who's actually perfect for this. Mm. is Hugh Jackman because then he can also he can make this movie while preparing for Wolverine again um yes because we all I think that's great we Mm. all want it we all need it that's why he's here yeah we need him he's a huge Jackman um next one I have is Pillow so I see this this as a drama about someone who's trying to trying um antidepressants for the first time but instead of making them less depressed, they make them very, very small. They shrink them down. And it's a pill that makes you low. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I like got. that a lot because you get the sleeping, you get the pill, you get the low. You probably get Matt Damon to shrink down again. Mm-hmm. He loves that. I like that yeah, a lot. I was get hoping Martin Short. To, Martin, everybody's been dying for the Matt Damon, Martin Short dynamic. Uh, we haven't gotten it yet, and that's a shame. <laughs> Um, I like that a lot. Um, my my mind went to like either like pillow like some, like maybe the the working project name is Pillow, but then the name is Pillow Talk, mm-hmm. and like it's it's something where when a person's going to sleep, their pillow starts whispering in their ear and starts telling them all these things they don't want to know, things that happened in the room when they weren't around. Like what oh, it's like things, that, yeah, right. And and they're just like, this is what happened. Like confirming all their suspicions. Like, oh no, your friend mm-hmm. took something from your wallet. Your kid like jacked off in that plant. You're like all this <laughs> stuff. Like just telling you what you shouldn't know, all your deepest fears, and just confirming them. You had so many doubts, and now Meryl Streep is learning everything's real. Your kid <laughs> did jerk off in your plant, and you were like. <laughs> Because you can't even ask them that. You can't even be like, hey, my child, did you jerk off in my plant? Like, that is a scarring moment. You can't just ask that of your kid. But now she knows. Or does she? Or is it just the pillow working against her and her family? And then she's, like, holding a gun to the kid's head later. Like, just admit, she jacked off in my plant. And she's like, no. He's like, no, the pillow's lying to you. The pillow's lying to you. And then... Like, like later, like, like towards the end, like after they've killed the pillow, there's like a baby cam footage of like the teen goes into the room and jacks off on the plant. And <laughs> you know, the pillow was honest all along. The pillow was sinless. They were flawless. They were toned. <laughs> so that would be my pillow talking. And pillow is maybe a more artsy way of doing it. But like, I think pillow talk would be the name I would ultimately end with. I think that's great. I think that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Um, really got me. 
I I think I'm good. Is what else uh, do you want people to know about you that listen to this podcast? Do you have anything you want to plug, or just anything you in general? Hey, my name's Danny. I have a YouTube uh, at Danny over here. I have a TikTok there too. Uh, I also have an Instagram for that. Danny over here is D A N I over here. But yeah, mostly just follow that stuff if you want to see what's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. And I love you all for listening. This is a very fun show, and you're very fun for being a part of it. So thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to plug the show that I'm doing. Have you, if you, focus <laughs> you should listen to it. You gotta pick that up. You haven't I was heard just other in, episodes. I was, I was just in an episode of Focus Testing. Did you check that out? <laughs> it's very funny. And to you, the listener, thank you for listening. You can support this podcast by going to tristanmiller.substack.com, getting it directly in your inbox. Um, I also post movie reviews there that are meant to be light and humorous. Um, you can follow me if you go to link.tree slash Tristan J. Miller. It's all in the thing below. Um, and then also on Patreon and also in Substack, I do an exclusive sleep podcast where I talk to people about their comfort movies. And it's been lots of fun being able to do that. So highly recommend you check out the Substack and the Patreon. Thanks for doing the pod, Danny. I appreciate you doing it. Thanks for having me. I'm again, love the podcast. So I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Love the video portion. So if you want to see what I look like, check that out too. Absolutely. Oh, and if you want to see the dabs we just did, yeah. you got to look at the video I'm trying portion. to bring dabbing back. I'm trying to bring it back. It, I feel like it's it's like there's enough Gen Z people who are cringe about it that like it can come back in like a retro ironic way. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because yeah, sure. it's like it was it, it was old when it affected our generation. <laughs> but now <laughs> yeah, yeah. like maybe like we we're already tired of it like younger people are doing it and and now it's like now we're doing it cuz like the young people who are now old did it and now we're kind of making fun of them with the younger generation. So like that's mm-hmm. the only bonding thing of us and Gen Z is that we can both make fun of dabbing. That's so true. follow the video portion. If you want to see how we're connecting generations and peoples. Perfect. No notes.